0: Uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Um, so, as always, your host, Danny, is having another fandom session episode. Today, this is, this is just to like kick off spooky season. This is a big one, too, because I am... With the supernatural and demonology, I'm actually a big baby. I can do zombies all day or anything like that. Any kind of gro- uh, gore and horror, you know, you have me, but with this um it's a little bit out of my comfort zone but i have demonologist exorcist rachel stavis how are you doing today
1: i'm good thank you for having me i i especially if it's like super uncomfortable for you i appreciate <laughs> it
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> uh you know sometimes as being humans we have to uh step out of our uh comfort zone every now and then try That's new true. stuff <laughs> it's called that
1: is true you don't grow otherwise right
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I um I'm very curious, uh I'm very excited to have this interview with you. Um if I remember correctly, um you mentioned this on uh on ghosted. Uh you mentioned mm. that you have uh always had this gift and been able to see um, entities in their true form. Um so what's it like uh you know having that that gift?
1: Um, you know, it took me a while, I think, to to believe it was a gift. You know what I mean? Because when you're a kid, and you're seeing scary things, and other people are saying that doesn't exist,
0: mm-hmm.
1: really mind blowing <laughs> for you, you know, because you really don't know how to handle it, I just got used to it, I guess. Um, but you know, as I became an adult and realized, okay, there's a purpose to this, it's not just like some weird sight for nothing, mm-hmm. and started the good that could come from it I think now I'm like okay it's a, good.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah can you like elaborate a little bit more of that like uh when you do see um you know an entity in its true form uh what what's it like you know how do you react what do you do
1: well I'm so used to it now so now it's not quite as bad as it was when I was younger uh when I was younger the site started as more like I don't know how to describe it, like smoke in a way, when I was really, really little. I think they were trying to, like, spirit was trying to ease me into it, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. see it all crazy and wild <laughs> right away. <laughs> uh, but then it sort of became more what I see now, and there are different types of entities. They all look kind of different. I think if if I had to gauge, like, if I'd never had it, and mm-hmm. I just saw it, like, today, I think it would be the scariest fucking thing ever. <laughs> but because I'm used to it I'm like oh it's you you know
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) um also I want to go ahead and add um my friend is a big fan and also uh my roommate uh they are a big fan so they're super stoked and are going to do everything on the social media just to uh plug this this podcast as well or this interview I should say (laughs) (laughs) um and actually it was my roommate that was like oh my god I love her. Rachel was on Ghosted. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. So you know how to prep for um, the interview. That,
1: that is so nice. And I love Raw. So I've done <laughs> Ghost a few times and it's always fun. You know, we always just talk about ridiculous stories and like weird stuff that's happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so one thing um, I will say, I'm a, I'm a metalhead. So where do you think the whole, you know, everybody sings about Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call call it yeah. um why do you think uh metal ties back to uh you know that topic of satan lucifer and not any of the other uh demons
1: <laughs> i mean that's supposedly a top dog demon there right i mean <laughs> the, the best of the best or worst of the worst if you will <laughs> though I've never seen that. um probably because i don't know it's the same way like myself i like i love horror right so people are like that's so insane like you do this all day and you want to watch horror movies how crazy but I think it's a way of dealing with and processing dark information right so mm-hmm. I think I like I might get in trouble for saying this but I think like metal bands and like super heavy metal bands and like goth metal bands are actually really sensitive <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean so I think they're processing all of their empathic nature through singing about things like that because we we're just curious individuals right and we just want to make sense of the world
0: I mean I I'm not gonna lie I've been called a softy in like the past uh <laughs> month so you know they're like okay you put on like this front but actually like getting to talk to you you're very you know you're actually very true to your feelings and you know you talk about and like yeah you're a softy, even though you listen to metal <laughs> yeah.
1: like and so many of these guys who are like in these bands whenever you hear them do like interviews or anything they're always like very soft-spoken and really chill and really like thoughtful so I just think you know that's probably why we're just trying to work out our our inner scaries
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean working our inner scaries with uh you know with with Satan is that like a good way or is that of coping with certain things or what you know what's your take on that (laughs)
1: You know i depends on what you're doing i guess right like, <laughs>
0: that's true
1: you're working your inner scaries by conjuring things you shouldn't be doing that's different true. <laughs> and creating art, you know especially like if you look at even way back in the day we started you know out of curiosity making all these biblical paintings and all of these demon paintings and demons visiting at night and i i think it's always just been people trying to process what is dark in the world and and how does it affect me and is it affecting me you know mm-hmm. since I do I guess <laughs> <my own life. laughs>
0: I mean for me uh especially going to uh some metal shows it, for me it's just I take it as uh the artist is uh just doing their job they're just performing that's the way I see it
1: sure and I mean there I'm sure there's truth in that too but I think they mostly write their own songs too yeah right so- <laughs> If they're writing their own songs those are their real feelings coming out.
0: <laughs> <up. laughs> and um so this one actually comes from a friend uh we can all be really uh vulnerable uh with especially you with uh what you you do and we're going to get more in, in detail into this or more in depth um do you believe that there is a connection between uh demonic possession and um depression and like anxiety that tie into those issues that kind of make you more uh vulnerable and susceptible to uh this type of thing
1: well unfortunately yes you know the easy answer is yes but I'll get into that a bit so you know how entity attaches in the first place how we get attachment how we get possession whatever you however you want to call it um is we kind of walk around with what I call a baseline frequency so that's like you know how you interact with yourself how you interact with others the world everything at large how conscious you are you know And a lot of people are walking around with, a, you know, not great baseline frequency, let's (laughs) say, like, you know, like a one to 10. And like, you know, people are walking around with a four. And of course, the more (laughs) you work on yourself, the the better that gets, right? The higher you can go, the the higher your vibration, so to speak. And so, you know, you work on yourself, you meditate, you do all these things, whatever that looks like for you, therapy, you know, all of that stuff, you start to raise that vibration it takes time. It's not a fast thing, right? So mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, it takes time that the trouble is that when we have trauma, that's fast. And that really just destroys that baseline frequency, and it lowers our energy. And so anyone who's struggling with anything, unfortunately, oftentimes, the energy is also lower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it goes hand in hand in a lot of ways, it, it's not the cause of anxiety or depression, certainly, and, and I don't advocate anything of like not seeing therapists or not you know we need yeah, to please.
0: Work. we we have a high like mental health thing on yes, our website please. as well please please it works wonders Thank i promise
1: <laughs> right but I guess in my approach, it's like a more holistic. It's just holistic. We need all of those things. We need to take care Mm -hmm. of our physical bodies. We need to take care of our mental wellness and we need to take care of our spiritual wellness too, even though most people don't know that exists.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of joked around this with, uh, with my roommate and, uh, with Jackie, uh, our editor, I was like, do you think I'm going to have to get cleansed at this interview? Cause especially it's, you know, spooky stuff, that I'm not really cool with. (laughs) So what's your take on that?
1: You know, I'm not going to point anything out here. We're not going to like put you (laughs) on the spot, but I will say it doesn't hurt for anyone because, you know, like, okay, so for example, people will often ask me, well, I don't know if I have attachment or not, right? I don't Mm -hmm. know. There's a lot of attachment that's much more insidious than movie style attachments. There's like stuff that's much lower, much smaller, less dangerous kind of stuff that people Mm just pick up, right? Randomly in life. So they're like, I don't know if I have it or not should I come in and do a cleansing anyway? Mm -hmm. Um, And the answer is usually yes. And the reason why is because we hold a lot of trauma signatures in the body too. And so part of my job is to move those traumas outside of the body. So I call it moving it from the body system to the spirit system from here to here. (laughs) Um, And that means nothing to anybody. But what that actually means for me is we're just taking this visceral Trauma blockage from literally from the body and moving it to a place that's outside the body. So the visceral reaction that someone might have to a a stored memory of trauma. Not advocating we should access those right now, but you know, someone (laughs) more comfortable to do that. Yeah. um, After we we do that exorcism, we we access that again. Let's say, and it's not the same visceral reaction. That's that's kind of the movement of it. So even if someone doesn't have attachment right now, it doesn't matter because if you're holding trauma or blocks in the body, that's not healthy either. So mm-hmm. part of my job is to move it out because those are the things that attract entity in the first place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this really sounds like you are a therapist, you know, through and through, <laughs> or a right? psychiatrist, it's
1: like times thousand, right? Cause yeah. we're doing so much work in one, like one setting.
0: Yeah. Um, you know with um you growing up um what was uh were you like in a strong religious uh household and how did your family take it when you're like hey this is going on like this is what's happening
1: well no so we were not religious really at all um it was more about food and and presents so <laughs> whatever <laughs> a holiday for food or presents that was that was what we were doing um <laughs> It was definitely not taken well. So when I was very little, I started talking about it because I thought, you know, why would you think that was different or weird if, you know, it's just something you have, so you think everybody has it. So I started talking about it a lot when I was, I (laughs) don't know, like five or six. And I was told very clearly that we don't talk about that. That's nuts. That's like you're, you'll be ostracized. So I took that so much to heart that I didn't actually talk about it until I was very much an adult. Like I didn't want anybody to know because, you know, as a kid, you're already weird enough, you know, and as a like nobody needs more stuff to be weird about. Yeah. So I, just, I didn't say anything <laughs> about it. And I just kind of, you know, became a writer and and followed that and just thought I'd have a normal life. And not
0: so much then you're you're at where you're at now
1: (laughs) yeah i mean listen i this is normal (laughs) for me i guess that's what it is
0: (laughs) and with everything that i guess uh media will tell you or like online will tell you um your dogs have or your pets i should say have a heightened sense of things do you uh believe in that
1: Oh definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean even like in obviously I work, you know, in a lot of spaces and so my home in particular always haunted all the time. Um oh, nice. And I have yeah, though no, definitely. I <laughs> I have some friendly spirits who are in my house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but whenever something is off, they're the first ones that'll be like noticing this doesn't feel right. This doesn't <laughs> this doesn't look right. <laughs> I have uh, one dog, my, my kind of like familiar dog, because she likes to be in here. Like I had to kick her out. Oh, no. Because she like loves to be in when you're doing like remote (laughs) sessions with people and things. Mm -hmm. Uh, She every now and again will go into the closet in the middle of the night and just wag her tail at things.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. She's
1: like, somebody's here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Just greeting it. What's up?
1: (laughs) Yeah, It's like, here you are
0: yeah hopefully you know it's one of the friendlies that you're talking about because you know they're wagging their tail and Definitely, they don't see a threat yeah. you know
1: <laughs> no no I actually I got her when she was four and her previous owner had passed away so I think oh. her, owner, her previous person comes and visits her
0: <laughs> oh that's actually kind of you know adorable little I mean, bit these, of attachment right there
1: in, well deceased people are pains and the answers but they're not usually <laughs> mean. you know entities are totally different entities are what people call demons right yeah and alive as people deceased people are just people who are dead
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they, they, they pass on over <laughs> <who are dead. laughs> what um what would it actually be like uh the toughest uh situation that you've been in um doing like an uh, exorcism
1: um believe it or not most of the time my most kind of perilous cases like my scary scary cases I say most of the time it's not every time because I've had a few people that have been a real issue but um are spaces okay spaces are are troubling because normally what will hold a space is something of a higher order anyway so there's a couple of different entities that can hold spaces but both are kind of higher rungs on the ladder let's say um as far as malevolence and intelligence go mm-hmm. and so it's just like when you do spaces, you have to be so careful because an entity holds the entire space. So they can actually take the whole space down. Whoa. So yeah. So like things coming out of walls and mirrors breaking and all kinds of stuff flying around is pretty normal <laughs> for okay. doing a space. Um, so it's it's <laughs> rough. You, that's why often like I'm the person who wants to do these spaces by myself. I don't want mm-hmm. people in with me just because I feel responsible for their safety and it's hard enough to make sure I'm safe you know Mm -hmm. so like that's why I don't do big spaces normally like on television like I've been asked to do things like that very consistently and you know like for me it had it would have to be the right thing the right reasoning the right everything Mm -hmm. to do that just because it is like a whole film crew of people in there yeah that like even if they don't believe in anything i'm doing even if they everything i say sounds nuts to them and they're just like whatever who cares i still am responsible for their safety at the (laughs) end of the day you know
0: um speaking of tv i mean uh you have a you have a tv show coming out can you talk a little bit more about that now that the writer's strike thank god is finally over
1: I'm so happy and I'm so happy that the writers stuck it out, you know, because yeah. they really everyone deserved a fair deal here and they really they did a great job. Um, well, you're yeah, writing yourself so, as well. I am. Yeah, I mean, I'm part I'm part of that, <laughs> but I'm just like, <laughs> proud of everyone who worked so hard. And that was not me, you know, making sure that everyone was taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're in development on um, a show based on my book now. Um it's very exciting. We've been working on it um, for the last couple of years, just trying to get everything right. And we really wanted to get it right. Um, and I've been working with, like, two people who I really love. So uh, one of our producing partners is Valatris, which is um, Emma Roberts and, and her team. And they're fantastic and smart. And,
0: Whoa. And- <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. they're They're so amazing. And Emma's lovely. And um I am also working with someone now I consider kind of like one of my best friends mm-hmm. um in the whole world. I feel like you know, when you work on something very intimately about your life story, it's yeah. so messy. <laughs> you know, it can be really messy. Um, and so she's been in the mess with me for so long now. Um that's Pamela Adlin. Um who Oh you know, my god Yeah, she's amazing. Oh. She is amazing and it's- she's so funny and such a brilliant person who will probably hate me for calling her brilliant because she is just like that. But <laughs> she she is brilliant. And the crazy thing with her is like, she's so good at pointing out your most traumatic childhood memories and mm-hmm. then just being like, that's really funny. We should make that funny.
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> and I'm the like, thing oh, is-
1: okay. That, yeah, I didn't know that was funny <laughs> my whole life while well, I struggled with that, but cool. <laughs>
0: The but she's is, right to Yeah, exactly. And my two cents is um if you're gonna be a good uh comedian because Pamela Adlin, uh let's just say uh Kokie Smurf off of uh <laughs> uh Californication, uh that was her nickname, by the way. Um uh, Bobby Hill, <laughs> voice for Bobby Hill.
1: Bobby Hill yeah, you, my favorite animated man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you you really you really have to have this high per, uh perception of people like, oh hey, you've seen some shit. I've seen some shit. Let's, you know, talk about it
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. and she has. she's been through some things too. And, you know, it's it's been a really I don't know, kind of a healing journey in a way, doing this and like exposing all your things for television, you know, because we're, we're it's scripted. you know, we're doing mm-hmm. a scripted show and, um that alone is like, how do you make yourself into a scripted? But she knows that better than anybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, that's her whole thing. And she did such a gorgeous job with that for better things. So many things that were biographical in a way that, that were, you know, made well for television. And I was just like, (laughs) I was so excited when, when I found out that we were going to work together on this and it's been wonderful the whole time. And I cannot wait for y'all to see it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh, i'm excited just let me know i will do a review and i'll bring you back on the show yeah. just wrote it some more so let me know
1: <laughs> thank you so much yeah, yeah. yeah it's not easy writing a horror comedy
0: <laughs> yeah i can imagine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and with uh with tv and um some of it being scripted some of it being reality and i only say reality because of ghost adventures How do you feel about um, those certain type of of paranormal shows?
1: Uh, You know, I have mixed feelings about it because I feel like oftentimes, like paranormal shows, they go into a space that's like haunted or whatever. Some things are going on or mass trauma site, you know, stuff like that. And they kind of rile everything up and then leave. (laughs) So I'm just like, that's uh, like, I wish (laughs) I wish there was more you know that you could do to like not upset everything in the space um having said that though like i personally have been asked to do a bunch of paranormal investigation shows and uh, like i think it would not be for me just because there'd be no investigation like you'd go in and you'd be like yeah there's a ghost here's what yeah. this ghost has to say <laughs> like here's <laughs> what he has to say So it's not much of an investigation it would just be like where do you want to know where this deceased person is
0: (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) it it ties back to uh that like not only do you have to protect yourself you got to protect the rest of the camera crew
1: yes exactly i mean deceased people are not really dangerous that i like i've not encountered deceased people that are super dangerous Mm -hmm. entity that's super dangerous an entity can reveal itself as deceased people sometimes too like it, it can take on a form to show itself to people so I can see why people might get that mixed up mm-hmm. but um with deceased people I think it's more like I don't know I'm like a deceased person's advocate <laughs> I <laughs> consider myself that so I'm just like why do you have to go in and like upset them they're already having a trouble like can we mm-hmm. just go in and release them or help them or or talk to them you know just have a discussion with them about why they're there and what's going on and hopefully help them move on from the space because oftentimes deceased people kind of stick themselves they're not stuck but they they don't know how to move on or they're worried about moving on or something troubles them about that you know so it's it's a conversation so when I clear spaces for example mm-hmm. there's an entity called a collector and what a collector does is it it takes the space, uh, you know, it holds a space. And it usually will pick a space that has a lot of high traffic volume, you know, like hotels and, you know, places that are being renovated for something, casinos, schools, like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it'll always be in a place where there was mass trauma, because that's what attracts it in the first place. So in a place where there's mass trauma and a collector, what will happen is the collector will kind of energetically convince any deceased people in the space to stay in the space and it'll sort of use them like batteries so it'll it'll keep the deceased people but it'll use the deceased people to scare the living people who come in so they can feed off the living people because it's not really feeding off deceased people so when you go to clear a space like that what you have to do is clear the deceased people first so when you go in to clear the deceased people, at least for me anyway, that's a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's, not, you know, goodbye to you. It's, it's a conversation. Like we, I will literally sit down with the deceased people that are there one-on-one and have conversations with them about why they're there. So one time, for example, I was in a space and it had one time been some kind of, I don't know what or where or whatever, but it was like some kind of mob situation where Uh, they had killed a bunch of people in the space. And so a couple of the people that I spoke to who were deceased in that space were people who had perpetrated those things and were afraid to move on because they were like, I don't know what's coming next, Mm -hmm. you know? So it had to be a conversation of, you know, the hell you're putting yourself through now and have been for 30, 40, 50 years in the space to something now where you've atoned for something, you know, and, and will be taken at that value so it's it's crazy like you you have to have full conversations with deceased people so going in with like I don't know EMF readers and shit Mm -hmm. I don't don't know what that's for (laughs) Like for me it's like here is a deceased person this is why they're here this is what they have to say let's help them out yeah
0: (laughs) and sorry that that's actually quite clever so Um. (laughs) Um, when it when it comes to um, actually talking uh, to the entities or the deceased and help them, you know, pass over, um, you know what? Um, especially hearing their voices, having the one-on-one conversation, what what does that typically uh, sound like?
1: So, when you talk to deceased people, I have to gather that it ta- it sounds much like they did, <laughs> but since I didn't know them alive, you know, I don't know for sure it's not like underwater or any kind of weirdness. It's like, it's normal. Mm -hmm. It's normal. Like I avoided deceased people for a very long time because I was working in just entity. Like I need to work on entities. Like I don't want, I'm not a medium. Like I don't consider myself a medium at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just can do that work. But it's, I would say a medium is like, that's their whole language. Like they're so good at it. I'm just doing it out of kind of necessity. (laughs) And deceased people do not shut up. Like once they know you can talk to them, they are just like, hello, I'm here all the time. Like they just love to talk. I just want somebody to hear them, which is another reason why I think these shows are so funny, because I'm like, this deceased person would talk your ear off if you just like pay attention and listen. Yeah. Um, So. I avoided it for so long because I just thought, well, they're so chatty and they're going to take up so much time. And I just don't know if I want to deal with that. But then eventually I I grew soft to it. Let's say, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they just they they wear you down. So you're just like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this now. Um, But yeah, it's like you can see them or I can see them like I can see other people. It's not different, you know, so I guess it's just normal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) You have the gift so yeah it'd be normal to you (laughs) Uh, (laughs) what was um you know the first uh entity that you saw like how old were you uh what happened
1: um okay i think i think the first entity that i saw all the way right so like seeing entities as a baby i don't know but like seeing seeing the smoke turn into things and whatever um I wanna say I was probably I was probably about five.
0: five oh wow um, really young like kinder holy crap oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and it it's this one scared me so I didn't forget it still still burned in there um so I got I had a I don't know why I had this so young I guess I guess my parents thought I would grow into it or something but I had I had one of those like old do you remember those um you might be too young for this but they the like the old stereo systems that were really big towers with like the oh big
0: yeah absolutely speaker. okay yeah
1: it had like clocks on them you know yes. like little green clock yep I honestly now that I'm remembering this I think they put it in for the clock But I eventually (laughs) used it, but I didn't have a clock. So I guess they thought, I don't know what, I don't know. Parents are weird. So I had this in my room and I remember I went to sleep with some doll. I had doll of some kind that I went to sleep with and I, I fell asleep and I could see in the room maybe it was for a nightlight. It must've been that because the the clocks were so bright. Yeah. So my room was like green, like day glow (laughs) green from this light and I fell asleep with this doll I guess like must have been usual and I woke up in the middle of the night and everything was very green and I looked down and the doll was it had changed into an entity
0: yes.
1: um and but still small and in in the doll if that makes sense like uh it was taking over the doll um and I remember that so 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 clearly and it was the scariest time I had as a child I think because I had not seen I'd not seen that before like it hadn't really formed itself that much before
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and I threw it I <laughs> remember I threw it <laughs> I was like no <laughs> um and then by the time I went to get it the the entity had left the doll um but yeah, that was my first experience where they were like, oh, we're here.
0: Wow. Holy <laughs> crap. That's kind of intense. Holy yeah, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> I've,
1: had, I've had some interesting visitations since then, but that one stuck with me, you know? Yeah. It was very scary as a kid. And then I was this kid too, where once that happened, I was determined not to hide anything that scared me. Because at first I thought, oh, it's dolls yeah I didn't really quite get it yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and of course it wasn't the doll but so you know I I I had I must have talked to somebody about it because somebody had said something like oh you put it in the closet or you you know you put it away like you don't Mm -hmm. keep it and I thought no that's scarier because then I don't know what the hell it's doing so instead anything that scared me from that moment on I had in the bed with me oh wow next to me because I was like at least I know (laughs) when you start moving or when you start doing shit which happened quite a few times after that like someone one time made me this can scare everybody
0: oh god I'm not ready for it go for it though
1: (laughs) as a child somebody in my family crocheted me a clown
0: okay how is that not creepy sorry
1: (laughs) very much like full like scary, like a, a, you know, ceramic face and like crocheted body. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. The energy of that was so off right away. I was like, I hate this thing, but I didn't have the heart to say I hated it. Yeah. So I like had that in the bed with me for like two years straight. Cause I was like, if this thing goes off, <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> Luckily uh, it did do anything.
0: <laughs> no, I, that actually gave me chills right now. So
1: <laughs> nobody likes that clown stuff, man.
0: <laughs> I I'm okay with them. Uh, but you know, just you told me that's where like, Oh, this this felt off, you know. Like I could sense it right away. I was like, Yep, yeah, nope, 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 nope.
1: <laughs> and I still have that with objects. There are occasionally objects where you're just like, No, that does not that's been through something. That's not good. That's that's bad that was let's throw it out yeah don't take that into the house yeah (laughs) we're not gonna do what the Warrens did and just throw it all in the basement
0: yeah because that makes a lot of sense right
1: (laughs) never did to me (laughs) (laughs) glass like what's that gonna do
0: yeah (laughs) original animal adult uh yeah your your stuff is gonna be haunted and that's gonna you know follow you forever
1: Well the, the thing is as we've even just shown right here you know like entities don't stay in objects they don't need to it's not like it's stuck there it can That's come true. out of an object so you're going to put the object with the entity in your house really stupid <laughs>
0: <laughs> how uh with the warrens though um you know there's been a lot of uh talk that uh you know they're phonies or you know they are uh, legit uh what's your take on the warrens
1: I mean I can't say like I really have no idea right I've never had a sit down conversation with either one of them um of course one of them is not here anymore but right um you know in in my mind I'd like to believe that they were people who were trying to do good you know I just think sometimes if you don't have all the tools for that you you mess it up <laughs> I don't know like for me personally if I didn't have the ability to see entity I don't know how I would trust what I'm doing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so I think that's I mean I guess they had religion and so with religion and being religious you you trust that there's faith that that is happening Mm -hmm. but like for me I need to see it I need to see it in there I need to see it gone like I need to know <laughs> that I've done it so I can send someone home and be like okay you're good now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> with with that being said too um you know religious practices going into exorcism we've have heard you know uh, reports of some of them being botched and you know the priest either getting arrested or uh the priest ends up accidentally killing someone or you know they're no longer a priest because you know reasons that it went wrong um sure. how do you make sure and like protect yourself that you know you're doing the right thing and you get you know the excesses amount and make sure that you don't put uh, anybody else in harm
1: I mean it's not the easiest uh, but one of the things that I think makes what I do different um well there's I guess there's plenty but you know one of the things here is that I'm not going to put someone in an uncomfortable or scary position so I don't do anything against someone's will that's number one they have to want that they have to Mm -hmm. want to release this then you know um and also it's 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 very hard to work on a person for multi-days straight it's not good for them and it's not good for anybody else um, and the reason why is because, I mean, even a priest, right, to a certain degree is doing this thing where they're putting high frequency energy into a someone's body. So whether they're doing that and they know it, or they're doing it and they don't know, it doesn't matter. But if they're calling in like Jesus, let's say, and they're like, okay, Jesus, I'm asking you to do this. They don't, maybe they don't realize that they're sending high frequency, high being energy into a body. And when there's an entity in the body, that high being energy and entity is going to be duking it out inside the body. There's a whole internal thing that's going on that people don't even know exists. Mm -hmm. And that's dangerous for people. It's too much in the body. So you can't keep it in the body for days and days and days straight. It's going to break your body down. Even, okay, even connecting to just high beings, which I do all the time. And I do teach people how to do that. Um, on my Instagram, I have this 30 day connection to spirit that I do teach people. And it's great. And you want that you want connection to spirit, you want connection to high beings, because there's a lot of good things that come out of that. But even still, I don't advocate that you do even that for more than like 45 minutes a day, because it's a lot for the body to carry. If that makes sense. It's not meant to be in the body. So it's like our bodies will start breaking down from having too much of that in the body
0: yeah uh, from what I'm getting is uh not only is a uh, like a mental uh, uh ugh, what was that mentally <laughs> thing and a physical thing I combine both words I don't know why but it's uh, it, <laughs> it it takes both uh wear and tear on the body
1: it does yeah even the good stuff right because it's all greater than we are into certain degrees so it's it's hard to maintain so for me I would rather work on someone multiple times weeks apart if that mm-hmm. were necessary then okay you have to sit here like chained to a bed for four days straight yeah and terrible happens and you're like i don't know how that happened <laughs> like you <Yeah>. do
0: <laughs> but okay so my biggest thing is you know obviously hollywood has glorified this you know keep them chained to a bed you know for x amount of days You said four um so if you're working in sessions um how, you know what's the the person you're helping out or like the space uh that you're helping out what what's it like within you know those uh time gaps since you're not doing it you know consistently every day
1: yeah i mean listen very few people carry movie style entities that's what you see when you watch movies right they're mm-hmm. this like <laughs> really really intelligent like, asshole, coming in, (laughs) taking a scene, telling everybody it's there, right? Like, affecting people in the space. Like, that doesn't happen. It doesn't really happen. That's not to say that people don't, have not, you know, had something that malevolent or that intelligent going on. But there's always reason for that. Because think about it this way, just think about it logically. If you are the most malevolent, intelligent being, in the in the demon world let's say in your yeah. world why on earth would you go to the middle of nowhere and pick up this one girl
0: <laughs> yeah. right
1: and just kill her what's the point there's has to be a point so oftentimes those type of entities will be looking for world changers they're looking for someone who's going to become something that tips the scales for good and they, they're trying to stave that off right mm-hmm. so you know when you have a movie style Entity or when I do here in this space, there's a lot more coherency on, on the person who knows there's an entity attached. It's not just like they're in and out, in and out, in and out, like you see in movies. This doesn't happen. They know it's there. So when they when I work on people here who have something like that, and we do hour long, and then you know, you're gonna take a, a minute, and then you're gonna come back they're like, okay, I'm going to have someone with me. I'm going to ha- I'm gonna make sure I'm okay. I'm going to make sure I'm eating. I'm going to make sure. Like, there's so much that you're still with it for mm-hmm. <laughs> that. It's, it's not all like the mass hysteria that you see, you know, uh, in movies. A few times I've had someone who is like a little more gone and the entity is a little more upfront, but you'd be surprised at how I don't know how to phrase. So let me phrase this correctly. Like you'd be surprised at how strong people are. I think that's the thing that movies get wrong. Okay. People are much stronger than we think they are. <laughs> you are much stronger than you believe you are. <laughs> and your energy is enough to help guide that out of your body with help. You know? Yeah. So even the most malevolent thing that you, that comes in where people are like, oh, that's bad. That's really bad. You know, with the right guidance and with you wanting it out, there's mm-hmm. a very good chance that that's going to come out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why, Um. you know, again, I got it earlier, uh, you know, they're recharging the battery, they're fitting off of you. Why do you think they even you may have like the most innocent item in your in your room and they attach themselves to it
1: well entity will only go into an item if they know that item is going to reach you they don't use any there's nothing they get out of being in an item they don't get any there's no feeding there's no it doesn't need to go there to sleep (laughs) it's not there's no reason for it the only reason is like oh this particular item is going to reach I don't know, not not that they even know for sure it's you, but like, you know, this item is going to get to someone and that might be a match for me. So I'm going to go with this item. (laughs) But it's it's, like, not for like any, they don't get anything out of that. There's no reason to be in an Animal doll. It doesn't do anything for them.
0: Yeah, you heard (laughs) it. You heard it right here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so true because people always are like, oh, this item. And you're just like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But it can come and go as it pleases. So it doesn't really mean an item. (laughs)
0: and we've been uh you know talking about uh everybody being vulnerable uh who would you really say is like the most uh vulnerable or uh, susceptible to have some sort of uh attachment to them
1: um assholes totally (laughs) that's true the more unconscious and mean-spirited you are the more the easier it is to get attachment because you're a perfect specimen for that (laughs) you know you're (laughs) conscious and you're negative, right? Yeah, you perpetuate negativity. So something negative attaching to you totally normal. And the more unconscious you are, the better off for the entity because again, what movies get wrong a lot of the time is that entities do not want to be found out. They are very, Mm -hmm. very hideous. And so they love when you don't know they're there and they can just stay there for 10 years.
0: Wow okay that's a lot of uh insight on that was not expecting that <laughs> at all
1: yeah like the nicer you are the more conscious you are the more you care about how you treat people and respect yourself and the, is the more high vibrational you are so if you are high vibrational and they're low beings you get to a point where there's nothing for them to eat right okay. so they're just like okay I'm starving here I'm gonna go off on my own
0: <laughs> yeah I'm gonna just go to the next guy <laughs>
1: yeah you are got plenty others you can yeah. find out here in the world the way it is now right
0: um would you believe that there's um i guess uh hopping if you live like in a say an apartment complex like oh this person is uh you know cleansing all the time you know like two or three times a a, a month um and then next door this guy's a you know a complete douchebag and so he's sitting there but he's like eh, i don't want this anymore and like hops onto another spot say to the uh apartment right below
1: <laughs> i mean i guess it can happen but again like entity for the most part is looking for exact signature matches so it can't just go from person to person to person that just mm-hmm. doesn't work that way. like we we have to fit <laughs> you know <laughs> the puzzle pieces have to fit um but to go into a space like I could see that where they're just like, oh, I'm just stuck. Like, I don't, I can't be in this space anymore with this person. So I have to travel through this space to get somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Definitely
1: <laughs> not that. I, I don't know how people live in apartments.
0: <laughs> uh, that, that's me. I guess I'll, I'll just, uh, you know, leave this conversation right now.
1: <laughs> well, no, because you're also like dealing with other people's energies everywhere too, yeah. right? So like, I guess if you're sensitive, it's really hard.
0: <laughs> My roommate uh says that they are sensitive so I
1: Yeah, totally do, right it's hard yeah you're so close to the people and they're the way they live and interact
0: yeah um so with everything happening in your life um I mean again we we're talking uh plugging in the TV show here but um you have your book um and I haven't asked uh asked you about your book uh what can you tell me about a uh, sister darkness
1: yeah. So, Sister of Darkness is my memoir. It um, was released with Day Street with HarperCollins, um, and it was crazy to write. Uh, I was very nervous about doing a book because, you know, I've been kind of, you know, in the broom closet, I guess, for quite a while. Like, I've been <laughs> doing this work word of mouth for over 10 years. So, I, I had no intentions of becoming something <laughs> you know <laughs> I was like very content to just do it the way I was doing it but yeah. um you know I I was interviewed for one thing and then another and so then people knew about it and then the book came about and so I I was like okay let's do this um it was hard to write the book honestly because it's it's a memoir and it's so personal clearly and mm-hmm. you know you're talking about your childhood and like stuff that happened to you and and how this affected you and like now what you're doing with it but but I wanted to do it because I wanted to reach people in a way that I couldn't reach them here in this room mm-hmm. you know um, I thought okay there's a whole world of people out there that need to know of this because there are people who are affected by entity that don't know mm-hmm. you know or at least might think about it, or at least be conscious of it. And there are ways to protect yourself, you know, that are listed in the book, that if you can't see me, right, there are other things that you can do for yourself each day, like the 30 day connection to spirit, like I said, so you know, it's just little things that you can do to make yourself less of a meal <laughs> <if you want. laughs> for entities. Yeah. Um, so it was a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. It's been a journey. <laughs> it's been a journey yeah. but here but, we I mean, are
0: but it's been published it's out there and uh you know you got your own tv show coming up too so that's amazing right there and it's so all alive. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um in in that book um what uh what would you say was like the hardest thing uh, uh you know describing um you know in detail and uh actually oops, that was me my mic <laughs> uh you know um talking about it
1: I think, oh, I think just being so public with it, right? Like I was taught for so long that this is a weird part of myself that's like super nuts <laughs> that you can't discuss with anybody. So even when I was like trying to be a writer and like working in comics and working in video games and doing all this stuff, nobody knew about that. And it was like my big dark secret, uh, mm-hmm. literally a big dark secret. And I just got to a point where I couldn't, hide it from myself anymore. I wasn't as good at you know, at blocking it out or blocking the site or, you know, and it was starting to just get worse and worse and worse. And I was just like, okay, clearly there's a reason why this is happening. And clearly I have to embrace it instead of keep running away from it all my life. And I think that was the hardest part for me was not even so much that I had it, but like starting to say with my mouth, like, Oh, this is me, and this is what I do, and this is what I see, mm-hmm. and wait for the reactions. <laughs> you know, to, you know. at one point I had um, management, which I no longer have that management. Um, mm. that said Sounds to like me, a good thing. <laughs> that said to me, well, you can't tell anybody that this that you do this. You can't tell anybody that. It's going to ruin your career. But how? I mean, I don't know. I guess they thought it's too crazy a thing to say. But I was like, well, that's part of who I am, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I got to a point, which I hope everyone gets to a point of, you know, like we get older and we're just like, I don't care anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, where you start to embrace all facets of yourself. You know, you can't walk around half-assed, I guess. You you <laughs> have to be full assed. <laughs> you have to. Yeah raise your whole self you know and this is part of my whole self I'm not a whole person if I'm not doing this work Mm -hmm. it's part of me
0: yeah Yeah. so it's ultimately uh um you know helping out your soul as well like yeah your, your mind you know like I want to do this I'm in for it you know I everybody has to hear my story
1: yeah I think it's helpful and I think even if you don't have this, you know, I think there's always parts of people's selves that they feel they can't, they can't put forward. They they don't feel it'll be accepted. They don't feel they're going to be accepted. And I definitely felt that for so long and believed that because I was told that. And I'm sure people are told that for a whole lot of reasons, yeah. you know, growing up that something about you is not correct. And that's bullshit. Everything yeah. about you is correct.
0: Because we all think, you know, we're all, our own individuals we think a certain way and you know uh, uh, let's just hope that you know your parental figures can actually you know raise you the you know a certain way where you your morals are right you know
1: (laughs) yeah i mean let's hope but a lot of us didn't have that right a lot of us were told there was something wrong with us whatever that might be and so you know i hope my book also kind of serves as a place to find yourself in that yeah because there is nothing wrong with you
0: well, uh so yeah i agree there's nothing wrong with you uh what's your biggest uh take on uh people trying to find themselves and how uh, did you implement that in in your book
1: i mean uh oh, such a journey to find yourself isn't it <laughs> you find yourself but unlearn things because i i think it's more of an unlearning right okay. like for example we're all born with the ability to talk to deceased people and spirit guides We don't believe that. Part of the reason we don't believe that is because it's taught out of us, right? We're in the real world and the real world doesn't have those things and you need to grow up and become whatever. That's totally false. The real world (laughs) is also that world. It's all the same world. Uh, We all live in the same place, right? So I think it's about reclaiming yourself and unlearning all of those things that were very devastating and traumatizing to children because you know, I think now people are raising their kids a little more spiritually, like not necessarily even religious, but like, you know, the the ghosts exist or magic Mm -hmm. exists or whatever, just trying to give them space to figure that out. But a lot of kids, you know, for like me, my generation, and, and a little after a little before, definitely were not raised that way so it's sad because you see kids come in all the time like talking about when they died last time and you know this imaginary friend over here and this imaginary friend over here and they're singing and dancing and talking to this guy Mm -hmm. like that's normal behavior for people believe it or not (laughs) like that's connection to spirit and we don't we just hammer that out of people and so I think it's just about going oh wait a minute I've reached a certain place in my life where I'm like wait does that exist? And what if it did? And how would that change my worldview? And how would that bring me back to myself a bit? I think it's part of that, you know, just unlearning all the BS we learn.
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> And going back to source, if you will, right? And just being like, where's the magic that I had? Let's, let's reclaim that. I want that back.
0: Yeah, but you've clearly had that magic in you the entire time. Again, um, a great attribute, uh gift, if you will, seen everything um you know what uh what do you truly um just want to bring something humble into this even though it's been a great conversation if you could give uh your younger self any piece of advice uh what would that advice be
1: Ooh, that is hard you know what i think it would be and especially i've learned this this year weirdly more than any year trust yourself don't let other people make decisions for you trust what you want and what you think is right because yeah. nobody knows what you're doing <laughs> nobody those knows are, what they're
0: doing. <laughs> those are really good advice <laughs> that's really good advice right there and you know with that being said like um from the tv show you know that's that's hard you know because you're doing a comedy horror sort of thing uh what do you want uh the audience to uh get out of it
1: um i think one of the things that we're really focused on that i think is very important is that nobody is a superhero everybody's dealing with shit yeah even this character you know who's going through all of these wild journeys with exorcism you know is still like dealing with their own trauma. And I think that's really important. And I don't think we see that enough, you know, where there's somebody that somebody can, does something very cool or interesting or, or terrifying or challenging or what, you know, whatever it is, or even just like a celebrity person, right? Mm-hmm. Like some favorite celebrity. They don't show like all the things that they're dealing with all the time you know and they are they're all dealing with it like I see a lot of celebrities in my practice and let me tell you they're dealing with it
0: <laughs> yeah they
1: go through a lot of shit too right so I think we just need to see more of that I wish people would speak up more about their mental health issues and their spiritual health issues and like you know just what they're going through but I think it's more relatable and I think that's one thing that we want to do with the show is just make it very very relatable
0: okay and i do have to ask how does uh, one become more uh, spiritually aware of themselves and uh, the situation going around them or situations
1: i think one of the big things is being open to it don't uh-huh. block it out you know if you see you know a specific animal cross your path that's kind of weird look it up what does that mean you know if mm-hmm. you see you're seeing a lot of repeating patterns or synchronicities or whatever look them up you know what are what does this pattern of numbers mean like what because that's yeah. how spirit starts to talk to you right that's how they start because they're like well this person's a little closed up but we have messages so we want to talk mm-hmm. so it starts in very little like humble ways mm-hmm. but the more you look it up or the more you're open to it and more you see it the more messages you get so just keep opening yourself up and trust what you receive like you can anytime someone's like well that could be coincidence shuts it right down
0: yeah (laughs) and that's
1: (laughs) always like please just take who cares just take it in take it in take it in
0: (laughs) that's my thing is uh oh it's just coincidence uh you know I immediately shut it off
1: (laughs) yeah exactly like no take it in like (laughs) maybe it is maybe it isn't take it in yeah (laughs) (laughs) oftentimes when you look up those numbers let's say or or whatever comes through it's something that you need to know that day okay so the more you trust it the more you're like no that's not coincidence
0: okay all right
1: I'll take your advice on that (laughs) sky people if you will that are are trying to take care of you and And... allow them
0: (laughs) okay heard i mean yeah i'll definitely do that um also when it came um with everything kind of like resonating and like oh this is actual thing um how did you uh start learning about being spiritual and going in, going into that uh <laughs> going into that field right there and understanding and learning about being spiritual
1: um, I just opened myself up. Same, same, you know, like I just started listening to spirit. I just started going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not closing down. I'm going to be open. I'm going to listen to what you tell me to do. I'm going to do those things that you're telling me to do. And and that's really how it started.
0: Wow. Um, and with that, uh, being said too, do you feel like you have, uh, like a little, uh, angel or like a couple of angels, like just kind of, you know, for, <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it, you know, just kind of following you and just uh helping you out. Yeah,
1: so I have like a lot of ascended masters that I work with, and spirit guides, and and high beings that I have a relationship with to do this job because you need it. I can't do it by myself.
0: (laughs) How does someone in your field, uh, you know, actually decompress and just try to relax and just like okay, this is my time and I? I need a i need a break because that is important to your mental health yes. is i need to shut it off and just take a break
1: um for me it's it's mineral hot springs like every now and again i have to go to a mineral hot spring and just stay there for a few days and just sit in it <laughs> um, i kind of need to like just replenish everything you know and yeah. be wet in nature and and do that kind of stuff um but yeah not a great relaxer honestly <laughs> um it, just so you know I have to jump off soon because oh, I know you're
0: a... you're good I was gonna say we actually have five minutes and I was gonna close it out so
1: because <laughs> <laughs> we started
0: at uh 11 11.05 uh and it's 12.01 now so <laughs> yes,
1: yes I'm so sorry I they I have a 12 o'clock scheduled so
0: I okay. didn't <laughs> no no you're okay um so um I'll just uh go ahead and uh leave it up to you uh close it out here um oh, so okay. Rachel um, honestly, um, we've mentioned your book, um, your TV show coming up, uh, please, um, anything that you're working on that you can talk about, um, just go ahead and plug it in.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, another cool thing that we're doing right now is I I'm working to bring some of my scariest true accounts to the screen. So we're working on that now, um, which I think will be really fun. And yeah, other than that, it just, uh, I announce everything on social media. So Instagram, R.H. Davis. I'm on TikTok. Don't know why. R.H. Davis. <laughs> you know, <also, laughs> making the videos. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, that that's where you can find me if you want to.
0: Awesome. And um, I'll make sure, you know, that you get even more follows and you get more people to support your work. Um, this, oh, to me, this was a uh, a really good conversation especially with like i opened up uh this is very spooky for me and like this is not my sort of thing got me out of my comfort zone and you actually made me feel very comfortable throughout the entire conversation so thank you i really really appreciate that
1: of course well thank Uh, you so much
0: yeah you have a great day Too. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) so